Radio Maria England presents Padre's Hour, presented by Father Sam Randall. Hello, I'm Father Sam Randall, priest director of Radio Maria England, and you're listening to Padre's Hour. Throughout the month of December, we at Radio Maria England are putting a special spotlight. We're highlighting the work of Stella Maris. Another name for Stella Maris is is the Apostleship of the Sea. Last week, I had the privilege of speaking to Martin Foley, who's the CEO of Stella Maris. But today I have with me the Right Reverend Philip Egan, the Catholic Bishop of Portsmouth. Is there an Anglican Bishop of Portsmouth, Bishop? Uh, there is Father Sam. Uh, very nice to be with you today, and Thank also you. with all your listeners. Yeah, there's a wonderful um, Anglican bishop, Bishop Christopher Foster. Um, I meet with him quite regularly, um, and we have a joint um, secondary school oh, on the Isle of Wight. Ah. Uh, so we often have to talk around, uh, you know, educational issues relating. Uh, to the school. I, I hear but, Isle, of, Isle of Wight is a place to go for COVID. I mean, not to get it, to avoid it. Yes, it's only in tier one wow. at the moment. So we're in tier two right. here. Yeah. Um, so, yes, that, that's quite right. right. Um, Bishop, you're a member of the of the conference, the Bishop's Conference Department, because you've got a, a special heart for evangelization and catechesis. Is that right? Yes, Um I think it really, for me, um, the whole thing began when I was uh, a parish priest up in Stockport. And uh, I began to realise, you know, that the numbers of people at Mass seemed to be declining. And, you know, my own family and friends and uh, people seemed to be drifting away, um, not practising the Christian faith and so on. Plus the fact that we're living in a very multi-ethnic mm. uh, community and a highly secularised society here in England. And um, it was really from those things, plus uh, the call of the church, that I became very passionate about the importance of mission uh, in our time and the new evangelisation. So, yes, I'm a member of the uh, Bishop's Conference Committee for uh, evangelization catechesis. Wonderful. Um, and you're also going to be presiding over the 2020 Sea Sunday Mass at your cathedral on the 20th of December. That's right. Well, Wonderful. we, I mean, our Diocese of Portsmouth, you were asking before about the Anglican uh, Bishop of Portsmouth. Well, he, his, um, his diocese covers essentially the city of Portsmouth and the north area of Portsmouth and the Isle of Wight. Well, it's a Catholic diocese, includes that, but goes right up to South Oxford, across wow. to Maidenhead and Windsor and Aldershot and Newbury and down to the south coast, Southampton, uh, Bournemouth, and also wow. the Channel Islands as well, of Jersey and Guernsey. So we are a maritime diocese. So I kind of have a soft spot, as it were, for... Um, all those who work, uh, who are seafarers, and they work in our ports and along the coast. Right. Uh, we also have the Royal Navy uh, as well here in Portsmouth. So 
um, our Sea Sunday Mass attracts quite a lot of extra people normally uh, to it, uh, particularly from uh, the Navy and those involved in uh, shipbuilding and the marine engineering industries. Wow, okay. We're going to broadcast your Mass, I think. We've got the... Oh, yes. So Excellent. that's going to be wonderful. I mean, we're so pleased to have this partnership with Stella Maris and with uh, and you. And I hope um, that Radio Maria England can work closely with um, your, the Department of for Evangelization and Catechesis because that's really right at the heart of where we are. Yeah, I think that's I think it's a fantastic opportunity. Um, you know, the radio uh, station here um, and anything really to get across in a particularly at the moment, I think a time of um, difficulty and challenge across the world with the coronavirus crisis. Uh, Anything to get across, really, the joy of the gospel. Amen. Yeah. Of faith, isn't it, Bishop? The wonder of our faith and the Lord. It's just beautiful. And that's what we're trying to do. Now, your pastoral area in Southampton belongs to, in in a way, Stella Maris. It's under the patronage of Our Lady Star of the Sea. Could you explain? Now, some of our listeners won't be Catholic. Many aren't aren't Christian. Could you explain to some of our listeners what that means, Bishop? Yeah. Um, It means that the, uh, the churches and the parish communities going with them and the schools in that area are under the heavenly patronage of the Blessed Virgin Mary, um, the mother of Jesus Christ. And it's under a particular title of the Virgin Mary, Stella Maris, Star of the Sea. I mean, this is actually a very ancient title. I think it goes back to the fourth century to uh, the time of St. Jerome. And it really um, makes us think of those ancient times, particularly mariners uh, out on the sea at night. You know, how are they being guided? Well, people navigated by the stars. Um, And so uh, the title Star of the Sea um, makes us think of how our Blessed Lady, the Blessed Virgin Mary, brings us to Christ her son. She is the guiding star, the one who guides our hearts and our lives uh, to Jesus Christ. Wonderful. She's also the patron of the charity, which I know you're going to talk a little bit more about. Yeah. Um, I, can, we, can I ask, how do you feel Our Lady has led, you said, you know, led seafarers. Do you feel that the, Our Lady's leading your diocese and you uh, as you seek to care and administer? Yeah. Well, I couldn't be uh, a priest or a bishop without the prayers and protection, the friendship, the motherhood of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And so she's always been someone extremely important to me in my spiritual life. And uh, when I was appointed uh, the bishop of this diocese and was ordained a bishop in 2012, Of course, I was delighted uh, to find that this diocese is dedicated to Mary Immaculate. And in fact, we have about 130 churches in the diocese, of 25 of which 
um, are under the patronage of the Blessed Virgin Mary. So our diocese is, in a sense, a Marian diocese. Um, so Mary is very special to us uh, here, Immaculate Mary. She's the principal patron, our patron saint of our diocese. If our listeners have never heard that before, um, Immaculate, what, what might that mean? Uh, that means she was without sin yeah. in her life. Uh, she's an example. She's the first, the leading disciple of Christ, uh, but she was uh, preserved from sin in her life. Yeah. So immaculate. We Beautiful. speak of her immaculate heart, or sometimes in that hymn they sing in Lourdes, Immaculate Mary. Mm, how wonderful. Uh, when I have these discussions about the Blessed Virgin Mary with Protestant friends, um, they often say the Bible doesn't say m uh, much about um, the Blessed Virgin Mary. Actually, I think it says more than they realise. But I mean, that is part of the yeah. point. She's pointed to Christ. She points to Christ. And, you know, she so there's, you know, she is, if you like, one of the, I think it's St. Ambrose, uh, one of the fathers of the church. So writing back in the uh, fourth, fourth century, fifth century, Bishop of Milan spoke of Mary as the moon. You know, she reflects right. the light of beautiful. the sun. That's she beautiful, Bishop. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> If you're just joined us, you're listening to Radio Mirror England and to Padre's Hour. And I have with me at the moment Bishop Philip Egan, uh, the Catholic Bishop of Portsmouth. And of course, he's with me virtually because Bishop Philip's in Portsmouth and I'm in Cambridge. And we're talking together about Stella Maris. Bishop, could you tell us now what has been your experience with Stella Maris, um, how you got involved and um, what it means to you? Yeah, I mean... This, uh, of course, again, I mean, maybe for listeners, this charity was founded um, in the early early 20th century in Glasgow, I think. Um, and it's a charity which uh, is about the pastoral care of seafarers. And that's mainly done through port chaplaincies. Um, so, of course, coming to this diocese. I come originally from the north of England, from near Manchester. So here I am in the deep south, now right on the coast in Portsmouth. And all the way along our coast um, are thousands of ships coming in and out of ports. Portsmouth itself is a major port. Southampton is huge. Uh, there's a container uh, centre in Poole. Uh, so all the way along this coast, um, there there are offices of the Apostleship of the Sea um, with chaplains and volunteers that care for seafarers. So that's kind of how I've, if you like, directly come into contact with um, Stella Maris Apostleship of the Sea. And um, in fact, sorry. No, carry on, Bishop. Yeah, I was just going to add that one of our priests um, I've appointed to work in the Apostleship of the Sea. He's in charge of all the port chaplaincies in England and Wales, uh, but he lives here in our diocese. 
I think there are 40 of those, aren't there, around the country, 40? So, yes, yeah. that wouldn't surprise me. I think it's a wonderful charity and I'm very keen to support it and its work. I mean, one of the it's highlighted during this period of pandemic how important and how reliant we are on on seafarers, hasn't it? Don't you think that they 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 talk about unsung heroes? I heard teachers, and of course, yeah. teachers are unsung heroes, but also I think a lot of the seafarers, the people bringing in our food and so on. Absolutely, and um, during the first bit of lockdown here in England, um, as you know, Father Sam, we've had these two periods of lockdown, mm. the first from March right the way through to the summer, and then uh, now the month of November, uh, we've just come out of that. But during that first lockdown, I became aware of the fact that um, many cruise ships were out of use, uh, and they were uh, I was going to say parked, but I think the correct word might say moored, um, off um, Weymouth and some in Southampton. There were four ships there. Um, There are also ships moored off Dover and Folkestone in Kent. And there were no passengers on them, but all the seafarers were still still kept on those ships at that time, even though they were not sailing. And, of course, these are men and women um, often thousands of miles away from home, Mm. you know, people from India, from South, uh, workers from South America and from the Far East and so on. And so with the uh, port chaplain there with Father John, Um, I arranged to go down to Southampton and we had the megaphones and everything and I was going to stand on the uh, quayside and speak to the workers and to give a, say a prayer and give a blessing and to assure them of the prayers of the uh, church, the Catholic Church here in the Diocese of Portsmouth. Now, in the end, we couldn't do that because of an outbreak of COVID oh on those ships. So instead, we recorded a service. It was a 15-minute uh, service with a message from me here at the cathedral that was broadcast on all of the ships. So it was kind of a, a way of just showing our solidarity and our care, our concern for the those who uh, work on the ships and also to invoke God's blessing upon them. How wonderful. Uh, how's the, how has the pandemic affected the rest of the diocese? Oh, gosh. Well, it's a very, it's a big question, isn't it, really? And uh, I think the hardest thing, and I, for me, it was unjust and it's unjustifiable that um, our churches were closed uh, by government order um, earlier in the year. Now, in the last lockdown, thank God, uh, we are still allowed to keep the churches open and people would come for private prayer. Um, now we've we've been able to resume the mass and public worship, the sacred liturgy in our churches. It's restricted by the numbers that can be there for social distancing and all of those things. So this has had a huge impact, really, on the life of the Catholic community. Mm. Um, and that's not to mention 
all the sick and the housebound. People have not been able to go out with Holy Communion to them. Many people have found it difficult to celebrate the other sacraments. I'm thinking of those that want to go to confession. That's also been an issue. And also weddings and funerals, which have been limited in scope and in number. Uh, In fact, while you ask about that, just to add one more thing, um, we had last uh, Friday during the lockdown a 24-hour across our diocese um, day of prayer and fasting, praying to God for a speedy end to the pandemic. And um, we ran the whole programme here at the cathedral. It was live streamed and so on, but also uh, people would come in for prayer and private prayer during the day. Incredibly well supported. I I did an hour myself during the night, three o'clock. There were six people in the cathedral praying at that time. So, you know, this, I think, caught the imaginations of many of people and parishioners across the the diocese and was well supported. And the next day, uh, we learned that there was a vaccine coming. So already God is answering our prayers. (laughs) Yeah. I heard that the schools have done something. Is it the Edish Stein Partnership or something? Yes, we they have been uh, recording. Yes, our, our schools are grouped into partnerships under uh, 20th century saints. Saint ah. Edith's been there, uh, convert uh, Jew, uh, went to the gas chambers in Auschwitz, and a very wonderful woman left us a lot of um, uh, philosophy and a lot of her thoughts so she's a very good role model and so the partnership of schools under the patronage of St Edith Stein um, have done a couple of things they recorded um, a beautiful song of blessing uh, which uh, you can if you go on to our Dalson website you can check up the e-news you can click on it it's very inspiring And they've also recorded an Advent and Christmas service, which, uh, you know, which uh, a nativity play, which you can follow online. Um, But our schools have been very good during the lockdown. I mean, particularly with food banks and with assistance to uh, people who are on their own or isolated uh, and so on. Of course, our teachers have been doing a magnificent job um, during the more difficult period since yes. the schools have opened. And, yeah. Um, Edith Stein is an extraordinary saint, and she was one of those that helped me come into the Catholic Church. Wow. Yeah, um, really yeah, extraordinary. Yeah. But yeah. our other saints is John Henry Newman. Okay, uh, right, that's a great saint, yeah. Mother Teresa and, and uh, Blessed Pier Giorgio Frassati, uh, patron of our youth. While you're on, Bishop, uh, your diocese is known for the many sort of creative initiatives and so on. Do you want to share some things about uh, what's going on in the diocese? Uh, Yeah, um, well, we have some wonderful uh, priests and wonderful people, lay people and religious communities across the diocese. And, uh, 
you know, we're probably number about 230,000 Catholics. You know, the Catholic Church in uh, in Britain is very small, as yeah. you know, yeah. um, compared with other parts of the world. Um, so we are about 7% of the general population. So it's about 230,000 Catholics across the diocese, of whom 35,000 are kind of regularly practicing Catholics who go to Mass each week and so on. Um, so I think the challenge for us is what are we doing to reach out to the 3 million people that live around us in our diocese, many of whom are maybe spiritually adrift or yeah. homeless at the moment. How are we reaching out to them with the gospel? Our total population is, is 3.129 million. Um, so what are we doing in terms of outreach? And so it's really from thinking about that, that we've, uh, we've after a lot of prayer and consideration, of course, we've developed a 10-year plan, uh, a strategy, if you like, and listeners might be interested. There's four elements uh, to it. First of all is prayer, which is the foundation of everything that uh, we do as Christians. It's reliance on the grace of God. So we have, uh, we've, at the moment, we're keeping a year of the Bible uh, and then from 2021 to 22, a year of the Eucharist. And then each year over the next decade, we'll have different themes there, which will help us to uh, grow in prayer and develop that prayer, uh, prayer life. And then um, starting in 2023, we want to really give a lot of uh, effort to um, what we call catechesis, that is forming um, the people of our parishes and schools so that they know a lot more about their Christian faith, that they grow close to Jesus Christ, you know, in prayer and in the, yeah. the love for him and above all, love in the Eucharist. And then a little later on in the decade, uh, we then want to train people in giving witness and also in service, so Wonderful. it's mission and charity. Um, so how do we engage in an evangelizing conversation with somebody else? How do we listen to the signs of where people are up to, if you like, in their spiritual lives? And then towards the end of the decade, the fourth element comes in then when we'll be looking at trying to engage a lot more with the local media and being more present on uh, radio and TV in order to give a witness to our Christian Christian faith. You know, yeah. we call all this, the, the strap line is bringing people closer to Jesus Christ through his church. Beautiful. Uh, so these are, that's kind of our mission strategy. Um, one of the one of the I think movements of the spirit in the Catholic Church I noticed it isn't present in Protestantism is, are these ecclesial movements that are often uh, have sprung up. But so many of them after Vatican II. Do you have any of those movements working in yeah. your diocese? Yes, we do, and um, uh, we we have a number of them across the diocese. Uh, I think of um, 
Focolare, oh, yeah, uh, Communion and Liberation. Right. Uh, but about five years ago, I invited into the diocese the neo-catechumenal way, um, which is which is quite remarkable. It's um, four families um, that have emigrated from their homes, uh, two from Spain, one from Italy, one from Croatia, and they've come to live in Paul's Grove, which is just north of our city of Portsmouth. It's actually the poorest area right. of uh, Portsmouth. Right. Uh, these are families, they, they have, uh, two of them have six children, uh, another one has five children. Uh, they're, they're embedded in the parish and in the community, the children in, in the Catholic schools there. And uh, the, the mission works really by them living intensely uh, a, family, a family life centered on the word of God and on the person, you know, on the person of Jesus Christ. They also have a chaplain, and there's a religious sister from the way that's also with them. So it's like having thirty missionaries wow. in the north of Portsmouth. It's quite remarkable, wow. and they're connecting. They do street evangelization. They uh, connect with friends from school, you know, the children yeah. and so on. And they're very very um, beautiful, wonderful families doing great work. Thank you, Bishop, for joining me today. And uh, before we end, would you please pray for our listeners, Radio Mirror England, for your diocese, for Stella Maris, and for all the seafarers? Yes. So... First of all, we're going to ask the um, prayers of uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary, and I'm going to use the oldest prayer in existence to the Blessed Virgin. It comes from Roman sailors in the second or maybe the third century. We fly to your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Despise not our petitions in our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin Mary. And so coming through the prayers and with the prayers of our Blessed Mother, uh, we ask the Lord to bless Radio Maria and to bless all the listeners and to bless each one of us today with peace, with joy, with prosperity, with good health. God bless you. Thank you, Bishop. And we've got with us now Stella Maris Chaplain Julian Wong, and he's going to interview seafarers Leo Glynn, Leo Glynn from the Philippines. And he's going to share with us what it's like on board during this pandemic. I mean, we really need to listen to this. Uh, one of the many unsung heroes that makes life possible. So do listen to um, Julian Wong and his interview with Leo Glynn. I'm an off-duty announcer 
I uh, will be back on uh, eight o'clock. I'll have to take my breakfast and then I'll go back to work eight yeah. o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Okay. How's everyone on board and how's your family? Uh, thank you for asking. All is okay and uh, back home. Yeah. All is uh, okay also and uh, becoming uh, uh, going back to the new normal. This is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in my island, I live in the south part of the Philippines, sir. In the, in the south, south part. Okay. Yeah. Is it yeah. is uh, is it peaceful there? Yeah, I can. Uh, you can uh, uh, go to my place. My home is your home. Yeah. You can uh, visit me anytime if you are in the Philippines. Oh, it's a beautiful island. I'll show you the photos, the island where I live. Thank, thank you ever so much. If, if I ever so. go to Philippines, I'll I'll definitely go and visit you. Yeah. And so you say that that you are a Baptist. Are you? I. I was a Baptist before. It, 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 it doesn't matter whether we're Baptist or not. As I say, we're all children of God. Amen. Exactly. I agree, sir. Yeah, I was okay. born as a Catholic yeah. and I was introduced to Christ yeah. when I was studying in school. And I, from that time on, I went to the Baptist church. Yeah. But uh, I agree with you. All is uh, well before the eyes of God. I mean, do we all read the same Bible? Jesus is Jesus. You know, yeah. It, yeah just he's it, it, not yeah. a different person whether whether you are Catholic or not. Or he doesn't say he has to, to love each other. He never say, "Oh, don't love this person or or that, or that person." You just he just said to love one another as I have loved you. Yeah. So the, I agree, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Religion will not save us. The religion is not. Yeah. The the what this. Written in the Bible, it's about your personal relationship with the God. That's right. I agree. How how do you maintain your faith on the ship? As I'm, a, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm already fifty six years old, sir. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're 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 a young chick. You're very young compared to me. You're very young compared to me. I'm already, sir, on my sunset. <laughs> I'm already on my sunset years. Yeah, yeah. So on 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 board, are you able to get together and, and pray or not? Yeah, I have a circle of friends here who have the same faith Good. with me, and uh, we pray for one another and share some uh, Is, how uh, we are being inspired of our relationship to the Lord and uh, praying for each one of our family and the uh, safety on board as we travel and on this uh, pandemic time. How yeah. we were able to be strong and have faith in the Lord, yeah, hope and trust in the Lord all the time. Well, it's good to hear that. And uh, and what I do, as I say, every every Thursday at half past twelve, uh, I pray on Radio Maria England. It's it's the program is called Praying for Seafarers. You see, and uh, so, yeah, I I saw that one. Yeah, I I was tuning into that sir on Thursday half past twelve. We yeah, will, uh, half past twelve on on, on, the on Thursday. We you, take lunch. We will listen to that. Is there anything else you need or not? No, not at all, sir. That's all we need. Okay. Because the internet on board. Okay. It says uh, on set starting December one and five and December sixteenth to twenty two, it will be cut off. To preserve the load for a holiday for Christmas, so everyone of us can use the internet yeah. on Christmas and on New Year. Yeah. Okay. So how? So that's all. How, <laughs> how many uh, Filipinos on board? More or less, I will not so sure, but more or less about twelve, twelve or fourteen. Oh, uh, good. Uh, and the captain is from where? And, and uh, your from captain? Denmark. Oh, from Denmark. Yeah. 
yes. good. Danish, Danish. Yeah, yeah, Danish. And uh, uh, Danish are usually quite nice people. Yeah, they're very nice. Yeah. Most of them. Yeah. And uh, they treat us like family. Good. They always think about our safety and we are going home safely for our family. How many children have you got? How? I have uh, three children. They're grown up now. How old? Boy and two How old are they? Girls. 26, 24, and 18. They're all grown up, so all okay, yeah? Yeah, they're all fine. Uh, the two, that boy and the girl, are both working, and the youngest one is almost done with her college. And yeah. She is a gymnast. I'm so pleased to hear that you all are, all are fine, and, and you have a group that, that, you, that you pray together as well. As I say, if you need anything, if you need help with anything, anytime, anywhere, just send me a message. Yes, sir, we will do that. Thank you so much. Okay, you're welcome. You're welcome. Sir Julian. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 sir, just, just Julian. Just Julian. <laughs> God bless. Yeah. Have okay. a good one. God bless. Take yeah. care. Okay. See, we see you tomorrow, hopefully. Yeah. I tell you what, shall, shall, shall we pray our Father together? Yes. Yeah, okay. Sure. Okay, we'll start now. Our Father, who art yeah. in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Lord in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, on earth, thy will be done on earth, as it is in heaven. As it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, our daily bread. and forgive us our trespasses. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. From heaven you came, helpless babe, entered our world, your glory there, not to be served, but to serve. And give your life that we might live. This is our God, the servant king. He calls us now to follow him, to bring our lives as a daily offering of worship to. Servant King, there in the garden of tears, my heavy load he chose to bear. His heart with sorrow was sore, yet not my will, but yours. This is our God, the servant king. He calls us now to follow him, to bring our lives as a daily offering of worship to the servant king. Oh, that 
for joining me on Radio Mirror England and for Padres Out. Next week we're going to have some chaplains from Stella Maris who are going to be joining us to share their on-the-ground work with the seafarers they're supporting. I'd also encourage you to join Chaplain Julian Wong every Thursday live for our Prayers for the Seafarers. It's on Thursday at 12.30pm. Thursday at 12.30. If you're a volunteer for Stella Maris we'd love to hear your stories and experiences so please do email us at Info at radiomariaengland.uk. The email address is info at radiomariaengland.uk. We really would love to hear from you. And please join with me for Padres Hour on Mondays at 11am. It's also on Tuesdays in the evening at 9pm, on Wednesday in the morning at 9am, Fridays at 2am and Saturdays at 5pm. You can see all this on the website. Go on the website and see the schedule because if you're like me, I can never remember the times and the days. But thank you and God bless.
So thank you very much for joining us and for listening to Radio Maria England. And may God bless you.